This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. A contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. I'm Jermaine Flood. Hello, Coach Charlie. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's a good Thursday today. It is a great Thursday. It is a great Thursday. We are we are in here just as happy as can be, and we are going to be talking about EVs for the masses today. That's EVs, EV charging, pros and cons. We're going all in. Our email address for questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Okay, Coach Charlie, I already pulled it up now. EV charging at least. Now, I got a little bit of a definition. I like to pull the definitions. A charging station, also known as a charge point or electric vehicle supply equipment, is a piece of equipment that supplies electrical power for charging, plug-in vehicles, um, cars, electric trucks, electric buses, neighborhood electric vehicles, and plug-in hybrids. And there are two main types, AC charging stations and DC charging stations, but in Including in our uh, topic for today, we're we're including charging, but we're also including just EV for the masses. Well, you know, I was thinking about EVs. You know, I had some people call in and some uh, email us and tell us that I wasn't really fair on EVs. <laughs> so today I want to be fair on both of them. I want to show you what I come. I want to be someone that is real. Right. So if we think about EVs, once again, Everybody's pushing electric vehicles, and that's okay. Everybody's pushing hybrid vehicles, that's okay. Everybody's pushing to get rid of ICE vehicles, that's okay. Right. But we need to really know the difference between each one of them, the cost of each one of them, and really who wants these vehicles because everybody wants that vehicle for a different reason. Yeah. Okay. You know, I love prices right. I'm gonna have to just throw this right off. I love prices right. Watching it on TV late night. Well, <laughs> you know, when they get on uh, the, they start giving all these prizes out. They say, hey, they're gonna tell everything about it. Well, I was. They were giving a Fiat 500 away. Right. It was an electric vehicle, and they were given all the specifications. It was a electric vehicle with a range of 114 miles. Wow. You cannot go to Vicksburg and back <laughs> with that vehicle. Right. Okay, that's that vehicle there is made to go around town and plugged up every night and charged. Mm-hmm. Okay, now there are long-range EVs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get between 60 miles to three, three and a half, uh, three, 350 miles on an EV. And that's okay. And I understand that. Okay. But if you start thinking about EVs and gas, it's just not the carbon footprint. It's just not what everybody thinks about of what that EV is and what is helping. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking about it. I said, I'm going to say, well, what are the pros and cons of an EV? Okay. The pros of the EV, first of all, I'll just tell you, Environmental friendly. Mm-hmm. Okay, the carbon footprint's going to be reduced with petroleum gas. Let's just say that with petroleum gas. Right. Okay. Better energy efficient. Okay, and then I say when I say better energy efficient, the range of the battery have got longer, and you're not going to use as much electricity. Okay, and then reduces uh, emissions, and then the maintenance. Yeah. And I think we all, I think the main thing when we talk about maintenance, we talk about the battery. 
Well, EVs have more than just a battery. <laughs> you know, everybody says, well, the battery this, the battery that. EV has brakes. It has tires. It has motors. It has gears. It has all of this stuff that an ICE vehicle has besides an engine. Now, Coach, when you say ICE vehicle, what does that mean? That's an internal combustion engine. Okay, like a regular gas Like a regular engine. gas or a diesel vehicle. Okay. Okay. The EV, the electrical vehicle, has everything that a ICE internal combustion engine has besides the engine. an engine. Right. Okay, engine. so... So if we think about that, so everything's there, it's all the plastics there, all the metals are there, all the electronics are there, all the computer is there. Now, let's think about some cons on this. Okay. First of all, if you think about they don't travel as far, the batteries are getting better, but they're still not that range. Right. Okay. I can't drive to Dallas on one charge. Right. I had to stop. Yeah. The charging time may take anywhere from an hour to two hours to charge the battery. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I can get in a internal combustion engine. It takes me 10 minutes, and I'm on the road again. Yeah, yeah. So you just added two hours to your trip right? on some things, okay? And then if you think about EVs are more expensive sometimes. Now, do they have $30,000 EVs? Yes. yes but okay. there's that's, 114 range. That's that 114 <laughs> miles that you want to go. Right. So if you start thinking about that, so not saying they're not good, not saying they're not bad. Yeah. But the thing is, you have to be real and use the EV when you're in town, because it's not good for rural Mississippi. Right. Nowhere rural is that EV going to work because they do not have the charge stations. But I will tell you, testers come out and they said they will put up 7,500. I've got that out here. 75 charging stations that they will let other vehicles charge. Yeah. That's going to be our news for the day. But okay. yeah. 7,500 of those. So if you said, um, okay, so another con, that battery is very heavy. That battery in that vehicle is heavier. A F-150 pickup truck with a with a gasoline engine is lighter than a F-150 pickup truck, battery. though, with a battery now. They, they're making those. But go. they're so heavy. Yeah. Okay, so there are heavier batteries. And then if we think about the cost, you know, I was thinking about the cost of charging a vehicle and putting gas in mm-hmm, a vehicle. Mm-hmm. At 300, it takes about eight dollars and 50 cents of electricity to travel 100 miles on a ev okay it takes 11 dollars and 37 cents to travel that same 100 miles in a gasoline vehicle if gasoline is three dollars and 50 cents a gallon right and that's at our high point here that, that is the high for point. here for here that's yeah. right so then once again you got to judge how much gas you're going to use how much electricity you want to use and where you want to go. Right. So when you start thinking about EVs, you got to put everything in there. Yeah. Because EVs not for everybody. Right. Right. And I think, you know, I'm not I don't want to call a bottom line, but I feel like some of the bottom line behind a EV purchase is for the environmental aspects of it. Yes. That is one of the main things, the carbon footprints. But and I always think here too, we always have to think about what did it take to produce that battery? How much strip mining did it take to get those ores out of the ground? Yeah. You know, that's another thing. What are you going to do with the battery when it's depleted? They can be recycled, but guess what? The manufacturer gives a eight-year 
150,000 mile warranty on some of those batteries. Yeah. So I think it's like a catalytic converter. You know, you get eight years, 80,000 miles on a catalytic converter. So they do the same thing on the battery. Yeah. So you have ways that it benefits both directions. Right. It's not just one direction, you know. And like say, sure, we need to uh, be friendly to the environment. That's, hey, it's only one earth and that's it. Right. You know, so we need to be friendly. But we need to be real. realistic <laughs> about realistic. Yes. our needs, what it is we can afford, what it is we can maintain. Right. And so, yeah, this is a good conversation. I like to talk about EVs. I was looking at some this week. My favorite one that they got out there, which I can't afford. <laughs> it's just a dream is the Jeep EV. They've, they've thrown that Jeep Wrangler into an EV version, so that's pretty cool. So, I mean, I love talking about this. I can't wait to delve a little more into the whole EV for the masses talk. Right. So this is some good stuff. We are going to go to the phone. Right now, we have got Tim from Jackson on the line, and he says, Coach, buy EV with three exclamation points. Tim, you are on with Coach Charlie Melton. Yeah, we know that they're not for everybody, but the whole industry is turning toward electric vehicles. You know, you're going to need to be a part of it or a victim of it, either which one you want to be. That's right. But, right. Uh, the last time I went to Dallas was, uh, I think, 20 years ago. So, you know, it ain't going to bother me. <laughs> <a whole lot. laughs> That's true. So y'all have a good day here. That, that is true. Tim, thank, thank you, you so much for your comment. Yeah. It, it, like you say, who's going to Dallas this weekend? And how long you got to get there. That's it. <laughs> you know, like I say, it's everybody's choice of what they're going to get. You know, and like I say, if the manufacturers are going to EV, if everybody's going to EVs, hey, it's going to be here. And everybody's yeah. just, like I say, either you're there for the ride or you're not. Right. All I'm here is to give you the information on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. You've touched a nerve, Coach. You touched a nerve with that EV. People are either for it or against it, or or right in the middle. And so this well, is. I knew I was going to do that today. <laughs> this is going to be a good conversation. Um, if you want to get in on this convo, if you've got any comments about EVs or anything like that, if you're a pro, if you're a con. Um, give us a call. If you've got a question, you can also send your emails to auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about EV charging for the masses. Is your car under recall? I'll tell you how you can find out next. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Jermaine Flood. Hey, if you want even more AutoCorrect, find our podcast on all podcast platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a re- play Saturdays at 11 a.m. We're going to run through some recent recalls. We've got a phone bank full. Um, Genesis recalls 65,000 plus vehicles for exploding seat belt pretensioners. Ooh, that that's that sounds pretty ugly. Um, the, More exploding seatbelts. <laughs> yeah, that's supposed to save you, not that? explode. Um, Genesis. Oh, I never heard of that car. It's I got f- a couple of their albums, though. <laughs> It's, it's the luxury brand of Kia. Yeah, it's the Kia luxury brand. There's well, a few. I was led to believe Kia is luxury. There's a, is that not the truth? <laughs> no. There's a few. No. <laughs> 
They changed their logo. Now it looks like KN on the back of their car. Did you know that? Yeah. Like, like an air filter. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what is this, Korean National Motors now all of a sudden? What are, what are they doing? It sounds like it. There, there's a few out there on our roads, but the effective vehicles include model year 2021 to 23, the G80 sedans, model year 2023, GV60 electric SUVs, and model year 2022 to 2023, GV70s, and 2020 to the 2023 GV80 SUVs. Um, again, and this a seatbelt partitioner, which could explode upon deployment as a result of too much pressure in the pretensioner pipe. Um, this could have metal fragments that could blow into the vehicle, which could seriously injure occupants. They are um, fixing this with a free seatbelt pretensioner cap. And if you need any more information, make sure you contact the automaker. Um, I'm trying to stick a Genesis lyric in there. <laughs> <laughs> to make light of this, but I can't find yeah, it. I, it's always a shame. It's, that's it. It's always the same. It's just a shame. That's all. That's, I guess it's all. Good. Right. That's it. <laughs> Must be some misunderstanding. <laughs> well, the next recall is Mercedes. They are, uh, Mercedes-Benz has issued a recall for 2,600 examples of its top-end G-Class SUV over a wiring harness that could threaten the reliability of the analog brakes and electronic stability control. This this affects model years 2019 to 2021 G5, G550s. I, I don't drive a Mercedes, so I'm, I'm going to chop these uh, up. And AMG G63 variants, the front axle wiring harness may chafe against an oil cooler and become damaged, which can cause a loss of ABS and electronic stability control, increasing the risk of risk of a crash. Um, the dealers are fixing this for free and if you need more information, contact that dealer. You don't want that chafing. <laughs> don't, That's right. don't get that. 712,000. This is a big one. Um, Nissan Rogue and Rogue Sport SUVs equipped with a jackknife style ignition key. Um, this affects vehicles in the S trim of both model year 2014 to 2020 Rogues and model year 2017 to 2022 Rogue Sports. Over time, the internal pivot of the jackknife key may weaken, causing the key to fold and inadvertently shut off the vehicle while driving, increasing the risk of a crash. Um, they are fixing this for free, um, but you need to contact the manufacturer for that. Okay, Dodge recalls 139,000. Durango SUVs for detaching rear spoiler. You were trying to look cool, but that's coming off of there. Um, they may not be properly aligned with the roof. These include model year 2021 to 2023 Durangos. Um, and of course, they could they could possibly just fall off, increasing the risk of a crash. They are fixing this for free and you need to contact the manufacturer. And then Rivian recalls 2022 R1Ss. Um, we don't have many of those, but this is over a loose steering knuckle retention fastener. Um, so if you need any more information about that, make sure you contact the manufacturer right now. No, <laughs> soon. Get that fixed. Um, we are going to go straight to the phone lines. Let's go to Nick. Nick is on the line. Nick, you are calling us um, and you are now on with Coach Charlie. Good morning, Coach Charlie. How Good morning. Great. Got a question that's never I've never heard answered before, and that is what percent of electricity that it takes to run an EV comes from fossil fuel? Hmm. Well, if you think about, probably about eighty percent come from fossil fuel if it doesn't come from the wind farms. 
because most of it is mined with vehicles that use petroleum, either diesel or gas. Uh, then every bit of it, like I say, all the electricity itself is produced mostly by natural gas and coal. So I'd say about 80%. We're not gaining very much then as far as cutting down on fossil fuels then by using EVs, are we? Not as much as people would think, I would say. Well, thank you very much for answering my question. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a I guess a drop in the bucket of of that maybe. Well, really, if you think about the using the fossil fuels, using uh, the mining equipment, the environmental impact that it has with strip mining to get all the uh, ores and all to build the batteries, it's the same thing. If you think about fracking for fuel, you know yeah. it. You got to throw both of them in there if you're going to be real. Hey, say the good things and say the bad things. So both of them are in there. Yeah, yeah. So you know the whole gamut of the story. Let's stay on the phone lines. We're going to go to John in Starkville. John actually owns an EV. John, you are on with Coach Charlie Melton. Uh, Good morning, Coach. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. Uh, So I've had a Nissan Leaf. in our family since 2015. Um, it's been an awesome in-town vehicle. Um, I first got it living in the Atlanta metro area, and it'd be good for driving around uh, that entire giant metro area um, uh, for most any travel. Um, it, we obviously didn't take it on uh, long road trips. Uh, we maintain a, a gasoline car for uh, that sort of thing since we were a two-car family it worked perfectly for us um, getting the uh, Nissan uh, Leaf to Georgia uh, was a bit of a issue uh, we took the cheap and well not the more expensive but faster route to having it uh, towed here um, but uh, we're really happy with it, and we're on the list for the uh, mythical cyber truck if it ever uh, does come off the production line. Um, so um, we're looking forward to that. Um, yeah. I'm wondering if you have any questions for me, and I, I do have one further comment. You know, I was thinking about the EV. You know, you said you got a Nissan Leaf for around town. Now, if you have one around town, I think that is a great, great ideal. If you had a two-car or three-car uh, family that is just going around town, those are very, very economical for that reason. But like you said, you're not going to use it on these long trips because not saying that it's going to take you longer to charge and it's going to take you more time to get there. But the thing is, when people are traveling you would have to start putting all those different hours or even minutes in your time to get where you're going. And I love baseball. I travel around and me and my wife travel around for football and baseball. And it would be hard for me to get off on a Friday night and get where I'm going and have to add three or four hours to it Mm. every time. You know, I'm just saying, but if it was in town, like you said, I think that is a very reasonable ideal. John, if you don't mind me asking, how's it been? How's it been working for you here in the state? Like the, I know you saying you were doing it in Atlanta. How's the the mileage been here in the state for you? 
It, it's been great um, getting around Starkville, Columbus area. Um, actually, haven't been to Columbus that many times, but um, you know, since it's a 2015, it's um, uh, battery is uh, not at its peak when we uh, rolled it off the dealer's lot. Um, we we also. Uh, did something about uh, sourcing the electricity in, in our last home, and we put some solar panels on our roof, and uh, we were able to uh, thus uh, charge the, the leaf uh, right off the solar panels and not have to pay the utility uh, for the um, electricity and not have to use their, their dirty fuels. Right. Um, there is one thing that um, I see as uh, a design issue that I really think uh, may have been addressed by Tesla, but it was it was not addressed by uh, in the Nissan Leaf design, and that is uh, when you buy a device that operates off batteries you would frequently have the option to switch the battery out. And uh, an Israeli company um, designed an EV that was designed for battery switching at uh, a location that was essentially to, uh, to function just like a gas station, and it was designed to switch, switch out those batteries quickly. And uh, that company, um, I think, had some business plan issues that caused it to go out of business. But um, if it weren't for uh, their their flawed business plan, uh, there was uh, this would have been a success and would have saved uh, is the citizens of, who were using uh, these cars. A pile of money mm. and it time. slowed them down. Right, you wouldn't have to worry about and, the uh, time and it just swap out a battery and go. That would that would be great, you know. Yeah. And supposedly Tesla, um, you can do that with their vehicles. And Elon Musk, you know, he's uh, he's delivered some amazing products, including his vehicles, and he's shown a, a video of. Uh, Swapping out a battery in the same amount of time it takes to uh, fill up a tank. Mm. Um, however, I do not uh, know any Tesla owners who use that. And yeah. To be honest, I don't that I don't know that many Tesla owners. I can think of two who were uh, friends and neighbors. Right. Well, John, I thank you so much for, you know, just your whole take on it, especially since you own an EV. So just thank you so much for giving us yeah, a call today. thank you today. so much. All right. And then we'll stay on the phone lines. We're going to go to Robert in Memphis. Robert's been holding for us. Robert, you're on with Coach Charlie Melton. Hello, Coach. How you doing? Fine. Listen, uh, just a comment. I mean, I do a lot of long-distance driving, so I've looked into electric cars, but the cost, it just isn't there. I think it's going in the right direction. Maybe in 10 years, I'll have it to the point where it's competitive with a gas engine. But my question now is the prices of cars. I'm looking for a, a good used car. And I, I have, I've always bought Lexus. 
the prices on cars now, like the top line Jeep I looked at was $110,000 for a damn Jeep. For a Wrangler. I mean, mean, for uh, one of those Wagoneers, yes. I mean, it's incredible. It's ridiculous. So, you know, what I'm trying to find out, you, you know, like the car of the year, I looked, what was the car of the year three years ago, some Cadillac or something. And then Consumer Reports, three years later, says it's one of the 10 worst used cars you can buy. So <laughs> That is true. I mean, so it goes from the car of the year to the worst, car, the worst 10 cars built. So, I mean, where can you find reliable information on a... And I guess you just should not buy a new car. Well, I guess you should buy a used car. Yeah, if, you, if you've got an arm and if you got an arm and a leg to give. Well, you know, a lot of things here. A lot of people go out and buy that first new car that came out. Well, I never buy it. I let it wait a while because they haven't got all the bugs out of it. You know, buy it when it's like six months old when the model's in there because you know a lot of times they start changing things on those cars because they do know that. Uh, like Jermaine's read all those uh, recalls, that's what happens to mm-hmm. them. So just go out there and oh, hey, do your research. Go out there and, uh, you know, Kelly Blue Book really does well on those research in Edmonds. I thought they were always doing a great job researching those vehicles. Well, is so. it the greatest amount of commercial depreci- depreciation a consumer can buy is driving a brand new car off the lot? Oh, it's gone. <laughs> you just lost $20,000. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the most depreciation a consumer can buy yes. is a new car. Yeah, and as right. soon as you drive it off the lot, it like fall, basically the, the value falls in half, essentially, right? right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Gary. Well, I agree with you. I'm not buying any new cars, just used cars. So Kelly, you, Kelly uh, Books and the other one, Edmondson, yeah, that go would out, be a reliable store. Yeah, go out there and, yeah, go out there and just uh, pull up those reviews on those cars and – uh, once again, Toyota, Honda, you know, I wouldn't, you know, there's a lot of uh, domestic as well. Just go out there and just do your research. Yeah. Gary, thank you so much for giving us a call. Thank you, buddy. Hey, it's a heated, it's a heated debate. We've got, we've got people on the line. Robert, we'll get to you in just a second. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about EVs for the masses between your car repair questions or just your EV questions. What's in the news? Tesla opens its EV charging networks to the masses. I'll tell you more next. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, ASC certified. Master technician and retired instructor from Clinton High School's automotive technology program is our expert host. I am Jermaine Flood. I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can click on the support button and make a contribution. Contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and others to enjoy. Thank you for your contribution to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with the replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. and just to back up a little bit. If you need to find out if your car has a past recall, you can go to the National Highway Traffic Traffic Safety Administration's website, nhtsa.gov forward slash recalls and inputting your VIN number or you can find their Safer Car app. In the news, Tesla opens its EV charging network 
out to the masses. We talked about this, Coach. We did. So they, um, of course, are trying to open this up so everybody can charge on their network. Um, the Biden administration had made this announcement last month, like mid of the month, about, about around the 15th of February. Um, this move could drastically expand Americans' options for plugging in. Um, the news came in a flurry of administration announcements offering guidance on how the $7.5 billion that Congress appropriated in the bipartisan infrastructure law for EV charging infrastructure should be spent. So they're trying to open this all up. They're saying that Tesla has a lot of experience in it. That's why, of course, Tesla is like, let's do it. I've already got the charging stations out there. Um, And then hopefully here, maybe we'll get some more Tesla chargers that would charge for the masses. If not, we've got some. We got about charging stations. We got about thirty-one cities <laughs> in the state of Mississippi that have charging stations. They have more than one charging station, but there are. We we did a search in about thirty-one cities in the state of Mississippi. Yeah, and most of the charging stations are at dealers. That's By where way, they if live. You're, if you're thinking about whether or not it would be worth it for you, uh, there's a website called ChargeHub.com that has a really nice, and it's a live updated because if if one is full and busy, it shows red. And as soon as it's not, it shows up green again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ones they don't have necessarily a status on are blue, but it's got the whole updated map. And it's not just Mississippi, it's everywhere. So if you're traveling right. around, it's you know good to see. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully everybody will be able to charge everywhere shortly. Oh, and by the way, it does tell you which ones are Tesla charging stations and which Versus. ones are just regular, I guess. Right. Okay. okay. And this is important because the hookups are not the same. The hookups are not the same. Yeah. You know, so if you think about every manufacturer has a different way to charge their vehicle, a different hookup. Uh, It was just like uh, when you were doing scan tools uh, before 1996, all the scan tools where you plugged them into the car were all different. You had to have hundreds of different scan tool connectors. Yeah. After 1996, they made them all exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying to make it universal here. Right. Right. That's like the Type-C charger um, for your phone. That's it. <laughs> everybody, everybody has to have that now. I'll include a link to this Tesla opens its EV charging networks to the masses. It's pretty thick of an article, so it's a really good read um, if you want to know more about that. But we're talking about EVs for the masses. You can email your questions to auto at mpbonline.org. But I also say it all sounds, sounds like uh, Brother Elon... <laughs> Was uh, doing a proprietary thing so he could run this thing, and then after a while, it was like, "Well, hey, boss, look if if you don't bring everybody along with you, this whole thing ain't gonna work, and you're gonna take a bath in all of it by yourself." That's so, right. He's made it to brother Elon's That's status. Right. <laughs> We're going to get into some some pricing in just a minute, but we're going to go straight to the phone lines right now. We've got Homer in Clarksdale on the line. Homer, you are on with Coach Charlie Melton. Hey, how y'all doing? Doing great. We rented a Tesla uh, to drive from Memphis to Jackson, and uh, this thing on the screen, it tells you where the charging stations are. Now, I don't know about other uh, EVs, but it, it, it will tell you where, where they are. And it took us, when we got down to about 20%, it took us uh, hit stop one time between Jackson and Memphis. To fully charge, it took about 15 minutes. Mm. Tesla doesn't take long. I mean, it's just a little longer than if you stop and go to the 
to a gas station and, and fuel up with, uh, uh, you know, gas. Yeah, Tesla has those super, te- Tesla's has those superchargers out there, and the supercharge yeah. will do that, and it charges that battery up to eighty percent. But you have superchargers and you have regular chargers, so there's two different type. Uh, matter of fact, there's three different type chargers out there, but the ones that are on the road uh, that Tesla uses are superchargers. Mm, that's why it goes so fast, right? And it took about uh, it took it cost about. Anywhere from six to eight bucks, six to eight dollars to charge it. Okay, okay. Well, that's not too bad. That's not too bad. The pricing and the the, the charge speed times. So, right, Homer. Thank you so much for your call. All right, thank you. All right, thanks, Homer. We're going to stay on the phone lines. We've got Gary. Gary, you are on with Coach Charlie Melton. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I wanted I wanted to share my experience, uh, and, and I'm glad I listened to the show because I have a Rivian R1, and I didn't know I had a recall on it. So I'm glad I, Yay. I'm glad I heard it. I knew somebody I out heard. there was driving a Rivian. Ain't <laughs> that that pickup truck? Oh, yeah. yeah. It yeah. is. I've had it about a month. I love it so far. I'm on the road right now because I live in Memphis, but I, I took a, a road trip on it down, down to Florida, down to Panhandle, just to see... Uh, what it would be like on the road, planning out the charging and all of that. And like your previous char- uh, caller said, it tells you where the charges are along the route. Mm-hmm. And uh, it tells you which ones are regular speed, which ones are high speed. And so I had to make two stops on my way down to uh, the Pensacola area. One stop was, was in Jackson. I came down 55. And the next stop was in Mobile, just to top it off before I got there. Each one took me between 45 minutes uh, to an hour, and the cost was 13 to $15. Okay. So you do have to, you do have to plan it out, uh, but it is not an uh, extremely long time. Uh, you know, like Coach, every time you mention how long it takes to charge, you say longer and longer. The first time you said an hour or two. And next time you said two to three hours. It's really not that long. Well, it's according to what type of charger. It's according to what type of charger you're using. Yeah, but I'm just saying there are. Uh, yeah, the slow, the slower ones. Yeah, the slower ones would uh, would take that. Yeah, the slower ones slow. will take up to eight hours to charge your vehicle. Well, I mean, I had one installed at my house, and so I just do it overnight. When right. I'm home. But uh, but overall, it, it's been a. I love the vehicle. Uh, it's, it's extremely uh, nice on the road. It's got a lot of nice features, and uh, I would uh, I would highly recommend. It. Yeah, well, I'm glad you called in right. with the with the Rivian for sure because I thought no, I didn't know if anybody had one. one. I just saw it on you know just on on the internet, and I was like, I've never seen one of those. But thank you so <laughs> much for in. your call, David or Gary. Oh, I'm well. sorry. Thank you so much Gary. for your call, yeah. Gary. All right, we're going to stay on the phone lines. We've got William in Piperton, Tennessee. William, you are on with Coach Charlie Melton. Hey, good morning. Uh, I just wanted to uh, share experience. I I bought this uh, Tesla Model Y uh, two months ago now, and uh, I had rented uh, a Model S and a Model Y when we went out to San Francisco, Uh, went out to Yosemite, and it really loved the way they uh, accelerate, really, and they also handle pretty well, but... I haven't done a road trip yet on this uh, Model Y, but you know most of our traveling will be uh, once my wife goes back to the office, commuting about 30, 35 miles one way, uh, and 
she still wants to drive the uh, other car, but I'm hoping that she'll drive this, and we'll see what kind of savings we can get off of it. Yeah, My once, real question was related to – go ahead. I was just saying, once you start getting into the cars, you know – Everybody buys these cars if it's gas or if it's electric or if it's a hybrid. Everybody has their own reason for buying particular vehicles. You know, same if you're going to what kind of truck you're going to buy is what kind of clothes you're going to buy. Everybody has their way of doing it. But, you know, like you're saying, your wife still wants to drive the other one. You hope that she gets into the uh, electric one, you know. And you're you're only going like thirty thirty five miles in town back and forth. You know, I just think that's a great idea uh, if you had an electric one for that. But you know, uh, like I say, everybody's saying that you can get on the screen. It shows you where all the charging stations. Well, that's something that is put into all cars today, just like gas stations. They're going to show you so you don't run out of fuel if it's battery or if it's gas or whatever. And thank goodness they do put those in there sometimes because, you know, you don't know where they all are no more than I do. But I'm glad that software is put in there. Yeah. Yeah. So when we drove from uh, San Francisco down to Yosemite, um, we couldn't quite make it all the way to Yosemite on the single charge based on the status I had, and we had one stop. But it wasn't too bad. It was about a a 35-minute stop just to top off. That's great. And So, so far, it's not been too bad. But my, my real question is I wanted to get a truck. I've never needed a truck before, but since we moved out, here to Tennessee, um, we have need for trucks from time to time. And the electric truck made a lot of sense, particularly the work truck when they, when they were cheap. But now the prices of these Ford are on Sky high. $125,000. Sky high, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you know something else coming out. I mean, the Rivian, I think they make a truck, but it's, I don't want to spend that much money. Yeah. All I'm doing is maybe 15, 20 miles hauling something every once in a while. Every once in a while, I have to tow. I think General Motors is coming out with a smaller version. So just uh, give it another year, and they'll have some smaller trucks out. Okay. So we put a charger at home, and so so far, I've only used the Tesla Supercharger once when I first bought the car before I had the the, uh, thing at home installed. So I don't ever hope, ever plan to use it unless we're on a road trip. I understand that. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you calling in. Yeah, thank you so much, William. We're going to stay on the phone lines. We're going to go quickly to David in Horn Lake. David, you are on with Coach Charlie Melton. Uh, I'm fuzzy about something. Do I understand you say that the, uh, the the charger plugs are not universal? A Tesla won't fit another make or another make won't fit a Tesla? Yeah, they're, they have their own plug-ins. That's why... Uh, Tesla came out and they had to revamp those charging stations so they would be able to use other vehicles. Yep. Well, uh, uh, well, uh, Ford is building what they call Blue Over City, about ninety miles out uh, east of Memphis, and uh, they're they're Ford apparently is going to build a brand new uh, uh, battery. I mean, you know, EV plant. And uh, I guess it, it's on the way. But I mean, uh, what kind of warranty do these things have? Well, on the batteries. If you think about the batteries, the batteries right now are eight year to one hundred fifty thousand mile. That's the battery warranty, you know. But not all manufacturers are going to be that, you know. It's it's according to the manufacturer, but I'm sure they're going to be five to ten year warranties on all of them. 
Yeah. David, thank you so much for your call. We're discussing EVs for the masses, hot topic, and taking your repair questions. You can send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up in Coach's Tip of the Week. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Here's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. The Chevrolet Equinox is one of America's best-selling crossovers, but it's not very exciting. So the stylist went to work and came with a little better version of it, the RS. And this is really Chevrolet's sport package. And on the Equinox crossover, you see it in the black chrome grille, black badging, all the black lettering, 19-inch dark alloy wheels. It looks a little bit more sinister from the outside. And inside also gets the sport treatment, with heated black leather seats in the front, with red stitching. You get red stitching on the heated leather upstream wheel, too. On the luxury side of it, Bose audio system and all the crash avoidance systems. A very nice vehicle inside. Under the hood, a 1.5-liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine. delivers 170 horsepower. You get 25 miles per gallon in the city, 30 on the highway. And this one does have all-wheel drive. So let's talk about pricing. Starts just under $26,000. This one fully equipped, $37,015. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you could listen to the whole show from autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. Stay tuned after the show at 11 a.m. at Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. I'm Jermaine Flood, and our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician and Guru. But it's time for Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. You know, we're thinking about EVs. We said EVs for the masses. Hey, do your research. Find what you want. Make sure you understand what you're getting into. If it's an EV, if it's a hybrid, if it's gas, just do your research and go out there and buy what you want. Right. Maintenance-wise, money-wise, motor-wise, they can get a bit pricey. They can get a bit pricey. You know, tires, I'm going to tell you, I had to throw this out there. Tires on an EV are different than tires on a regular gasoline vehicle. Mm -hmm. They cost anywhere between $100 and $400 more Mm -hmm. because of the weight and because of the heat. Uh, But... Taking, telling you the cons. Let me tell you the pros. Less rolling resistance, and they're so much quieter. These are the EV tires. The EV tires. Okay. So, Coach, you, you smiled on that one. I'll give you a little bit. He gives us a little bit for that. <laughs> and in my opinion, I think an EV is perfect as a second vehicle. Yes. So I will go straight to the phone lines right now. This is our last call of the day. Buddy, we've got a little bit of time. Go ahead. You're on, Coach. You're on with Coach Charlie Melton. <laughs> Buddy, you there? Hey. hey. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just wanted to say I've raised uh, six kids and uh, several grandkids, and I was just thinking about the scenario. Say, hey, Dad, I've lost my charge. I'm about 40 miles from town. Can you get that old battery and bring me about $2 worth of electricity? Said, yeah, that would be a scenario you got to wonder about. I'm hey. on the side of the road. My battery's dead. Bring me $2 worth of electricity. Hey, you want to have a gas can, right? <laughs> You bring That's a, right. You try to bring a battery. <laughs> I bring a phone charger. What do I do? What, what, what which one type C? A USB-C uh, or a lightning right. cable? Right. <laughs> I like that one, buddy. Thank well, you. Buddy. I, I spent about 40, 40 minutes on the uh, TV this morning watching Elton Musk had come up with some kind of a battery now that's just using polymer plastics that doesn't use any lithium and it's supposed to be so much lighter, cost less, recharge faster. 
uh, you know, it's almost the answer to all the problems you got with an EV as far as a battery goes. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but uh, I saw that on television just yeah. this morning. Yeah. Well, you know, the main thing, buddy, most people just talk about the battery. They don't talk about nothing else. They don't talk about all the electronics, the, the computers. They talk nothing but the battery. Well, the battery is just part of it. When I get my 46 Chevrolet-style master and hit the switch and that battery cranks that old motor over and I go down the road, I don't have to worry about any recalls. Any <laughs> That's right. So secure, so safe, so happy. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, have a great, y'all have a great show. You need to go to two hours. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Thank you for your call, buddy. That was that was pretty cool. Daddy, can I get two minutes of electricity? Anything. <laughs> Just help me. Help hey, me. Run that cord. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this was a good show today, and that'll wrap us up for today's AutoCorrect. Our crew engineer is Jay White. Our call screener, Java Chapman. For Coach Charlie Melton, master technician and guru, I'm Jermaine Flood. Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.